when you're a rape victim, especially when you're a young person and you're a virgin, on top of that, you know, it steals your soul, it steals your identity, it steals who you are. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone, I felt lost, I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life, there was no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm gonna kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show. Today, we are going to continue talking with Bobby Merritt. In our last show, we had Bobby Merritt share how she was raped when she was only 11 from her father's best friend. She felt so hurt by this that she grew up in life. She started to seek power through other means, such as seeking the occult. She's going to share with us what she really found out about that. Bobby, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be back. Yeah, great to have you back. Now, I understand that the rape situation you experienced as a young girl left you in a very different state of mind as you were growing up into adulthood, and especially because you felt like you couldn't ever share it with anyone. Tell me more about how that experience changed your life and how you started engaging into witchcraft as you got older. Well, when you're a rape victim, especially when you're a young person, and you're a virgin on top of that, thinking you're going to save yourself or your husband. I was raised in a conservative home, and that was what you did. That was how I was brought up, you know. It steals your soul. It steals your identity. It steals who you are. And you kind of get lost. You don't know who you are anymore. You don't, Everything you ever believed about yourself is no longer there. And, you know, you think about, are you going to tell your husband, the man you're going to marry, like all of these questions. And so it was like a death spiral. And I went through great periods of depression and being suicidal on and off. And so death kind of was hanging over my head. And I got involved in what at the time I thought was going to be an outlet that I was going to find my higher power. I got involved in the occult. And so with friends, we started taking classes from a witch who was teaching us how to be psychic. And so we would go once a week and we would have seances. We would levitate tables. We would summon spirits. We would play with the Ouija board. The Ouija board, one night we asked, you know, are you a spirit? And it spelled out yes. And we said, what is your name? And it spelled out legion. And I tell you, if you think this isn't real, you know, this is a joke, it's not a joke. You are really summoning evil spirits. You are bringing them forth. And every time we were there, when we left that house, something happened. There was somebody got in a car accident. Somebody's tires were slashed. Somebody fell down and broke a leg leaving the house. Like there was always something that happened. But on this one particular night, I had a spirit come through me. We didn't speak each other's names or get to know each other because she didn't want that. She wanted anonymity so that if anything came through, it wasn't something we could have known about. And there was this very big group that night, and a spirit started speaking through me, and it addressed a man that was in the group. And it was saying that she was his dead wife and that he thought that she had died in a car accident. But what they didn't know was that she had been bleeding internally. And that's the reason that she died and that she wanted the daughter to know she wanted her to approve of the father's girlfriend and to let him go on and marry that woman. So it all seemed fine. You know, it was like a good message. 
But after that night, I could not get rid of that spirit. That woman who came through me was plaguing me, and I started to go further and further and further into deeper and deeper depression to the point that my whole personality changed. I became a screaming, raging nutcase. And so I knew this minister that I had met, and I didn't know what else to do, so I was led to call him. And I told him what happened, and he said, oh, the spirit attached to you, and you have to get rid of it. And he said, you need to pray, and you need to break that. You need to break that spirit. And he said, do you know how to pray? And I said, I'm Jewish. Of course I know how to pray. We invented prayer. What are you talking about? And he said, no, that's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about, Bobby. He said, so look, I'm going to pray, and then you pray after me. So repeat after me. And so he prayed, and he said, Lord Jesus, I said, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and deliver me from this evil spirit. Break this spirit off of me and cast it out so that it never comes back. Cover me with your blood and take hold of my life. I give my life to you, and I will live for you, but I want to be done with this spirit in Jesus' name. And so I prayed that. And I can't tell you that it was like instant, that it was gone, but it was slowly ebbing away, like over the next couple of days, like I was sort of coming back into my own being. The depression was leading and the heaviness and the weight of it, it felt like the cloud of death is the only way I can explain how it felt. And then less than a week later, I was asleep in my bedroom with my husband and I felt a presence in the room. I opened my eyes. And there was this being, this glowing being standing in the room looking at me. And he had on, if you know what a tallit is, it's a Jewish prayer shawl. When you see pictures of Jesus, that's what you see. It's called a tallit. And he had his head covered. He had dark, curly hair. And people have said, what did his eyes look like? And I said, I can only tell you that it was like liquid love was standing in that room. Like it was liquid love. And I looked and I knew immediately. I said, are you Jesus? And he said, yes, I am. And I said, but I'm Jewish. What are you doing here? And he said, I'm Jewish too. And I said, you are? And he said, yes. And I said, well, what are you doing here? And he said, you asked me to come. You asked me to come into your heart. You asked me to come and set you free. So I'm here to do that. I'm here because I'm in your heart and I'm here to set you free because you're mine. You've always been mine. And he said, and I just want you to know this is over and you're going to be just fine. And then he just like that. I blinked my eyes and he was gone. And I woke my husband screaming, Dick, 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 did you just see Jesus? And he said, are you hallucinating? What are you talking about? Why would Jesus be here? And why would he be talking to you? You're Jewish. I said, he said he was Jewish. He said, you're hallucinating because he was agnostic. And so that was my encounter with him. And then after that night, all of that pain that I had been feeling for a very, very, very long time just started to go. And I started to get joy back in my life and joy that I hadn't felt for a very, very, very long time, sort of a childhood kind of joy. And I realized that I had lost so much of my childhood and so much of my life because of the trauma 
of things that had happened. There was so much pain through my life that I had kind of lost that joy. But for the first time, it started to come back. Wow. What an amazing, powerful testimony of how God brought deliverance from something you found to be tormenting your life. You know, it's so interesting that witchcraft has such an appeal, but there's such a dire consequence in the end. I am so glad you found Jesus. What would you say to the person who has been through trauma like yourself, and they feel like they can't change the negative result of that trauma? What would you say about how Jesus could help them as he helped you? I just pray for those who need to hear it. He is the answer to everything. If you need healing, if you're brokenhearted, he came to bind up the brokenhearted. And he is liquid love. And he will pour his love over you. And you will experience love as you cannot ever even imagine. And every fiber in your body and being will change. And you will know inexpressible joy and uncontainable blessings if you just call out to him. It's the best decision you will ever make. Yeah, when you call out to Jesus you will see your life change. Bobby, thanks so much for being on the show. You are amazing. Thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And God bless you. God bless you. Hold tight. I have some thoughts right after the break. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back. Let's dive deep and, you know, really talk about what happened in Bobby's life how it can relate to your life. You know, with Bobby, here she is, a woman who goes through this extreme trauma and is wearing it on her shoulders. She was raped. She planned to be a virgin. She had hopes to, you know, marry as a virgin. And then she gets raped as a young girl. And it completely shatters that dream. And then she starts expressing that pain through the occult and taking control and power. But you know, what's interesting about her life is that it never really... It's almost like she was like, I'm not going to have the thing that I was really destined to be or to become part of. And so I'm just going to kind of do this side thing. And I think that so many of us can get like that where something in our life doesn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen. And it's almost like we get broken. Like our life, literally, it was going to bear fruit in a certain way. And then suddenly it gets broken in a way and we feel like we're useless, that we're shamed because we can no longer be used the same way that we were before. We're broken goods. We're used goods. And I want to talk to that person who feels that way. And I have an encouraging word for you because the Bible says that a bruised reed he will not break and a smoking flax he will not quench till he sends forth justice to victory. And that's in Matthew 12, 20. I was reading this the other day and it hit my spirit and I looked it up. And a reed is basically like a stalk of wheat. And 
what happens is when it gets bruised, it literally breaks at the stalk and it's like hanging there. Have you ever seen that? Like a hanging stalk of grain. And it's broken, so it's no longer getting that life flow, and it's no longer be able to be used. And most people, what they do is they break it off because it's no longer usable. And the Bible says, a bruised reed, he will not break. That means in your life, the things that happen that break and cause you to feel like you can no longer be used, God will restore you when you give your life to Him. He won't just break it off and say, oh, you're useless, now go figure out something else to do. No, rather, He will use the brokenness in your life and He will cause fruit to come out of a fruitless situation. Father God, I'm praying for my friend who's saying, gosh, my life is ruined. I don't know what to do anymore with my life. God knows what to do. So Lord Jesus, we give you our lives. We give you our broken reeds and our smoking flaxes where we feel like our fire is going out. And we ask, Lord God, that you would repair that reed of our life. We pray that you would breathe that fire in our life and that we would have hope again. So Lord Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you so that we can be restored in you. In Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by the show and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.